Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says, Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. In person, vibe shift. It is a vibe shift, but it's a good one. Yeah, a good vibe shift. Are vibe shifts inherently bad? It's, I was just going to ask the same thing. I, I think that in general, any change is met with anxiety. Mm. You know? That's a great point. And so, Especially by two anxious people, I exactly. guess. Well, but like also with like the culture at large. It's sure. like when everyone's like, oh no, something's different. Like, are sure. we sure about this? Right. Well, this is a good change. Okay. We meet it at it. We meet it <laughs> at its level and we're happy here. We've got a Super Bowl hangover, as I assume most people do. Do you think it's just anecdotal? Like, did was this the biggest Super Bowl ever, or of our lifetimes? I, I like culturally, of our lifetimes culturally, maybe. Like, I in the sense that as culture becomes more you fragmented, know, fragmented. Thank you. And like we say that all the time, like it is fragmented now, mm-hmm. right? So there are very few things that a lot of people gather at the same time to do in the Super Bowl, like is in fact one of them. And then you add on the Taylor Swift element of it. And so people are looking at it from all angles. Probably, yes. The ratings are not out as of our recording, but I think it was predicted that it was going to be like the largest right. rated Super Bowl ever in terms of cultural footprint. I will say the most watched television event is the moon landing. Mm-hmm. And then number two, I saw this yesterday on on social media. Number two was last year's Super Bowl. So okay, seems seems likely. What kind of numbers did the moon landing get? Like a hundred million. Oh. Or sorry, more than sorry, more, more than that because the Super Bowl like comes yeah, close. Yeah, I mean, it. I would hope so, but it a also, lot. There weren't that many TVs. But to say people like as seen on Mad Men, many people watched it in a communal place. Sure, yeah. So also in the film Apollo thirteen. Sure, that as well. You know, <laughs> and yeah, it was just used to be used to be different, but. I don't know. I it just it definitely felt like a moment, which I love. I love a moment. Do you think today should be a holiday? No, I don't. I like that, Amanda. I like we we all have to capitalism keeps moving as the Super Bowl teaches us and and so do we, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Also, I will say 
It's pretty nice to be watching on the West Coast. I was about to say, I answered that with West Coast privilege of the game starts at 3.30 and it yeah. ends around... It, by I 8. Mean, by 8, because it went to overtime this right. year. Usually, it's done by 7. Yeah. You can just, like, get in bed. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. I had a lovely day. Yeah. Just personal note, I went to Costco to pick up a cake with my friend. Mm-hmm. Don't recommend doing that on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, It was sure. wild. Well, well, did you also go to, you went to the Los Feliz one? No, I went to the Alhambra one. Oh, I've always wanted to try that one. Uh, I'm not a Costco member primarily because of my experiences at the Los Feliz Costco, which has nothing to do with the Los Feliz Costco or the very nice people who work there, but it is really busy a lot of the time. I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> There's like a takeout window for pizza at Costco, which I wasn't familiar with. And... It was bumping. It was the most aggressive I've ever had to drive, was driving around the Costco lot. Yeah. I didn't even go inside. I was, like, on car duty. So, it was a lot. Did you get to... I saw your cake yes. on Instagram, and it looked delicious, and I was this close to asking you to bring me a piece of cake today. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I should have. There was a lot left over. Let me tell you, a great deal on cake at Costco. And it's, I mean, there's nothing better than like a true sheet cake, sheet cake from Costco or something. Totally. It was really great. Thank you so much to my friend Catherine who bought it. Yeah. Great stuff. And braved the inside of Costco. Yes, she went into it. Yeah. Also, the cake was a half sheet and it was like really heavy. It was like heavy to carry. Yeah. So I love cake. Cake, cake, cake. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the Super Bowl itself. What was like to you the cultural high? Let's see. Uh, well, I, I for one, really enjoyed the halftime show with Usher. It was fantastic. I, I love, love Usher. Who does not love Usher? I guess many of the conservative, quote-unquote, commentariat who logged on with their wrong opinions. I don't care about them. I had a great time. Oh, I my watched, God. I watched this with three two-year-olds. Nice. And they were all mesmerized. I mean, like they all, you know, they're two-year-olds, so they wouldn't do anything. And then as soon as the show started, they just like stood in front of the TV, like eyes open, mouths agape. Just Love it. And that was before the roller skates. Loved it. I loved the roller skates. I loved the blue and black. I just feel like that's like an underused color combo. I was like, wow, this looks awesome. I love the glitter. Seeing Little John, Ludacris, and Usher together on stage doing the clap and really doing like the full outro of Yeah was like really wonderful. I was just like, this is one of the great songs in the history of music. It's getting the stage it deserves. I love these three guys. I loved it. I just also, I was like, honestly excited to see Little John. I was like, I haven't thought about him in a while and I'm happy he's here. I felt the same way. Did have a moment of reflecting on how old I am now. Because, I was in high school, high school for that right, song. Right, like that was 25 years ago. Yeah. You know, and it's just like... 20. Was it, it 2004? Was 2004? Yeah. Okay, all right. I was prematurely aging myself. Still, 20 years ago. Yeah. And now we're the age where they're just doing like the legacy acts at the Super Bowl halftime show. I know. And you're just like, oh, remember when? And I was like, wow, I'm really, I'm getting up there in years. But that's okay. Sometimes it's nice when culture is being served to you. On Friday, I listened to the new Usher album and I also loved it. I was like, God, I love this man. He's got hits. The Billy Joel cover of A-Town, his song is Mm A-Town Girl. Yeah. I was just like, this is great. I was like, I love this so much. And I'm very, dis- I was just like delighted to yeah. to have it. I don't know. Usher's just the best. So that to me was the cultural highlight. Agreed. And I felt like I got to participate in that. The other really big news was that Beyonce has a new album that she announced in a Verizon commercial. Mm-hmm. So 
The thing for me was that I missed the last line of the Verizon commercial because I was in a busy room. And so then I saw on the internet that people were like, she announced a new album. And I was like, wait, like what? Like did Tony Hale like read what's going on? I know. It's like, what a come up for Buster Bluth getting to be in that commercial. And it took a minute for me to put it all together. So I didn't feel like I was there culturally in the, you know, I was playing catch up. But obviously, I'm pretty excited about that. It's historically a pro-Beyonce experience over here. It also made me rethink about the last week plus of Beyonce, including Mm -hmm. her outfit at the Grammys and wearing the cowboy hats and all that. And I I like it. I like country music, so I'm excited. I remember that when Joanne, Lady Gaga's album, came out, Sam Donsky wrote for The Ringer about, like, sort of, always like having the option to like go country as a star sure. and like it's like when you deploy it is something to consider and I just sort of thought about that moment and what like why and when you do a country album and like the trajectory of your major stardom so that was interesting I also just like you know I, we both recently saw Renaissance the film and there was so much Houston in that and I, I find it interesting how much like Beyonce is sort of like leaning into Houston at the moment mm-hmm. I mean, I just that's always been a major yeah, part sure. of who she is and where she and where she's from. It's like it's certainly like a different side of it. I, I guess when I was listening to the songs this morning, there was just like a lot a lot of Houston lyrics, so mm-hmm. it really stuck out. But it's great. Love it. Just like way to you know use the moment. What do you think about her doing it in a Verizon ad? I go back and forth. Mm. I mean, you know, she did then have to like as part of the sponsorship, have to post the Verizon ad on her Instagram with hashtag ad before that she could then post all of like the album, you know, release stuff. So, and she did it, you know, because contracts were signed. It's, I, I, I'm glad for her. Number one, get money. Why not? Get um, money. Sure. Yeah. And number two, it is a way of harnessing the biggest event of the year in order to launch your, you know, major you know, next major act, which is important. Like, it's good marketing. She's always been very good at this. Like, I also, the commercial wasn't, like, the worst commercial of the night. No. But, I, mean, but, I, like, I feel like also Tony Hale's, like, generally, like, yeah. enjoyed by people. I think also, like, at this particular moment, she has spent the last few years just being so artistically and creatively yes. forward-looking and has pushed herself that I feel like it's a good moment to do it. In general, I'm in favor of her getting as much money as possible. And I feel like also yes. because of like, I just feel like on the heels of Renaissance, there's sort of no debating that like what an auteur she is. Like Wesley wrote about this in the Times too. So it's sort of like a good moment to do it. Right. But it still is like in the Verizon ad at the yeah, Super Craven you know? And it's just kind of like, and literally it's like drop the new music as she's like sailing off on a rocket or something, yeah. you know? And it's, you know, it's the text made plain. Sure. Which it's fine. We're all participating in this system. I think you're completely right that she has proven herself 40 times over as like a, an artist, like, yeah. like with a capital A. So it's fine, but it was also like, oh, okay. This is a Beyonce and a Verizon ad. Jade, you're nodding your head. What's your take on the Verizon of it all? On the Verizon aspect? Uh, and the Gotta music. do what you gotta it. do. All of it. What's yeah. your... Yeah. yeah, I kind of feel like it's, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, she had to pick one company. Company had to pick her. So, get the money, get the Verizon's get the pretty out. neutral to that point. I feel like the music aspect... 
I think it's good. I think it's, you know, well-played, simple, yet elegant, which is how Beyonce normally is. I think the fans are going crazy on Twitter. They're all excited, mm-hmm. and I think they're looking forward to everything that's going to be coming out. But yeah, how much know, money, Beyonce. How much money do you think she got? At least $30 million. Oh, I think more. You think okay. more? What keep, do you think? Let's keep going. I don't know. I don't know what the rates are. I, wish, I mean, I neither. Need, I have no idea. I need idea. someone to publish a rate sheet on this stuff. I just want to have an understanding. Is it 10 million, 30 minute, million, 100 million? Like, what are we talking? I I feel like to get Beyonce to post your ad, to be in it is one thing, but then to also post it, like access to like her fan infrastructure, that's got to be pricey. I don't know. I, just one thing on the music. I really like Daddy Lessons. And sure, I, yeah. And I also love the dict- I love the chicks. So I hope that they co- they collaborate again. That's all I wanted to say. Verizon's <laughs> net worth is $167 billion. As a company. As a company. Cap. So yeah. I'm just going to Google how much did Verizon pay Beyonce. If anyone listening has any information, like I, I honestly would just be happy to understand like how many figures, seven, eight, nine. Well, the Telegraph of the United Kingdom is saying sure. $30 million. Okay. Jade nailed 30 it. million. Right there you there. go. <laughs> I mean, that's great. That's generational wealth, and she's already generationally wealthy. So that's yeah. pretty, pretty remarkable. You know, it's also like I feel like the Jay-Z had his partnership with the NFL. Like I feel like they are familiar with monetizing the NFL for the for their personal gain. So I don't know. I guess it shouldn't be entirely surprising, but I really love a monoculture moment. So I guess I was also just like happy that she, there was so much happening at one time to like dig into and like be invested in. One thing too, I've also never seen Beyonce speak that much in my entire life. Mm. Ever in a, like ever. Yeah. I've n- also never seen her in a commercial. I think she's moving into a new phase of being more vocal. Like literally. Like I, I honestly think yeah. that the film was a lot of her talking. Right. Because it's true. Like she went, years with doing no press, not Nothing. talking, written interviews and her music, talking a little bit at the shows. But this is a definitely a different era. And I like it. I do too. I mean, I just, I think she's great. I'm excited for her album. I chuckled at the commercial. I don't need to think about it anymore. It was the best commercial of the night. You liked it more than the Dunkings? Yeah, should we talk about Dunkings? Yes. With, okay. First of all, I didn't know Jack Harlow was in the commercial. And I, 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 in retrospect, I'm like, oh, right, that was Jack Harlow. But he was in it as was as so many people were in it. It was J-Lo, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Fat Joe. Who else was in it? Tom Brady. Oh, right. Tom Brady, of course. That was tough. I hate looking at Tom Brady's face. I guess that was like for the Boston of it all. Yeah. Ben Affleck doing like a silly like performance to make a buck with Dunkin' Donuts, like making a joke of it. And J- Jennifer Lopez and Fat Joe, who's notably in This Is Me dot 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 now in the recording booth. Right. It's the full court blitz. Full court press from J Lo right now, and, and and Ben Affleck in in support of J Lo. Yeah, Matt Damon being in it that was like when Matt Damon was like, you know what I told you I'd do anything for you. This is anything. Yeah, I was just like, I think we've maximized what we're gonna get out of their friendship, and it's time to let the work speak for itself. Let's do price breakdowns again. All right, who's getting how much? Hypothetical. I mean, we know nothing. Again, anyone working at Dunkin' Donuts, Amazon. Boston, like civil, you know, hit us up. Fun. Let us know. We're just <laughs> guessing here. Did you consider this to be an ad for Boston <laughs> well, and the tourist board of Mass of Massachusetts? You never know. 
Okay, so with the kind of, like, choreography and performance that Ben Affleck did, yes. how many days of work do you think Ben Affleck had to commit to this? Is it more than one? Maybe it is three total. Because I think that drives his price up. I think if it's just sure. like you show up, J-Lo's just showing up for on one day, right? So for her, I would assume, like, her price per minute is probably higher than Ben Affleck, but... I would hope so. I think it has to be. Yeah. For her to show up, like, of course. Anyway, I feel like that means he spent, yeah, probably like three days. I, I don't know how much people are getting for commercials, but. Right. And I mean, this is part of a larger Duncan deal. Right. You know? It's one of, but I it's think. It's their second commercial together for Duncan. Right. But I think that once J-Lo enters the picture, even as they're doing this is now, me now cross promo, the price goes up. Agreed. I mean, Matt Damon, I feel like he's not showing up for less than, he's doing a day of work. 300,000? Oh, I was going to say a million. Oh, wow. So you think well, Matt Damon's but, but getting a million? Know, you know me. I'm just always like, jack, you know, jack up the price. Like, I, Matt Damon should not get out of bed for less than a million dollars a day for a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. For an embarrassing you commercial. Know? Yeah. I really don't know. I mean, I mean Tom Brady... I feel like he's also, I feel like him and Matt Damon, same price point. Okay. I feel like the, I don't know. Here's the tier. I don't know because number, first of all, I guess Matt Damon, Tom Brady has like more endorsement points as like a reference. Sure. Right? Like even like the subway stuff. Sure. So he has a rate sheet. Sure. But he's also pretty available. Yeah, but he needs money because of the the crypto.com debacle. Oh, does he? I think so. I think he could be on the hook. Oh, I see. Okay. I think. I don't know that for sure. But here's my personal, what, what I, here's what I think, not necessarily what I want, but here's who I, here's my rankings of who commands the most per minute of this group. Okay. Number one, J-Lo. I yes. just think that's number one with the bullet. She's definitely one of the most famous people in the world. Also, she, like, she performed on the Super Bowl halftime show. Yes, like, she's I, big. I, I agree with you. Okay, so she's number one for me. Yeah. Number two, whew, I think probably Tom Brady. I think it's Tom Brady as well. So J-Lo, then Tom Brady. I think Ben Affleck commands more dollars than Matt Damon is purely in a commercial sense. J-Lo sense, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So then Ben Affleck. Do you think Jack Harlow is getting more than Matt Damon? N- no, I don't. Okay, good. Do you, So then I think Matt Damon is next. Yeah. Do you think that Jack Harlow or Fat Joe is getting more? I think Jack Harlow is getting more, but they should be getting the same. Okay. Also, I believe... <laughs> did either speak in the commercial? I don't think so. I, d- I don't remember. I just want to say... If Jack Harlow was like walking past me on the street, I, I would I would not I, recognize him. Up until him. this moment, have not Googled Jack Harlow to refamiliarize myself, but just because you said that, I did. Like I, I don't I don't. What does he What does he do? How does he contribute to society? Music. Okay, but like Jade, Jade, would you like to answer that question? You're laughing so hard. He said it's just uh, he, he's an artist. He's a he's, rapper. Okay. And uh, I guess now an actor. He's think, considered an actor. I think what at this I point. asked was, how does he contribute to society? So <laughs> I'm not sure he's contributing much, but his he you could find him in a musical venue in the, okay. in the musical avenue. Okay, great. Fat Joe, I feel like J Lo is like getting him a good rate. It's just my sense. I would definitely personally pay more to have Fat Joe be a part of my project or like be in his presence than I would Jack Harlow. But mm-hmm. again, that just might I don't, be my age. Yeah. Uh, right. I don't know whether... Jade's, Jade's agree, agreeing. The he's kids really, love He's Jack very Harlow. popular, right? Okay. Very popular. Yeah, is he problematic? I think he is, right? Um, I don't know 
that much, okay. but it doesn't seem like he's I'm that problematic. I'm looking for a controversy section on oh, okay. his Wikipedia page. Okay, great. So he doesn't have one. So we're good to uh, go. Yeah, I don't think he's that controversial. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. He looks vaguely familiar. I, You know what? Good you job, children. You know I'm who, glad you have someone to be excited about. I think he's also just sort of like... He started on music, but I think he'd like to be a fashion guy, and I think he would like Wouldn't to be... Wouldn't we all? Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't they know. all would, yeah. Side note, I was, like, supposed to meet a friend who's sort of fashion-y on Friday night for drinks, and he kept texting me, like, yeah, we are here, we are there. And I I was, like, being fit into his schedule, and, like, he had just... He was like, oh, I just got booked for a show last minute. And I was like, oh, so you're here for fashion week, and you're, like, doing fashion-y stuff. I did not go to meet okay. I was just like, I will not be participating in fashion worlds and fashion culture. Okay. And I just like, I just uh, ghosted, literally. I was like, no, I'm done with this now. I was tired. The <laughs> thing about fashion world and fashion dinners, fashion culture, is that all the dinners seem to have like really nice flowers. And... I, you know, yeah. and like good lighting. So maybe I would do that for like an I hour or two. I would have showed up with like my laptop and like my water bottle. I would have been coming straight from work and I was like, this is just right. not going to be happening. Yeah. So I just What happens out. to the flowers when the event is done? I don't know. Yeah. Actually, there is a thing, right? Where people like pick them up like for leftover flowers. Yeah. Hopefully that's what happens. I mean, I'm just like, how do I get them? Right. Anyway. I don't know. Okay. So yeah, Jack Harlow, cap- catch him front row at a show, I guess. The Dunkin' Donuts commercial was tough. It was pretty, it, I would say we are unabashed fans of J-Lo and Ben Affleck. And Benifer, Benifer 1.0, 2.0. Matt Damon, yeah. you know. Like, friendship. Friendship. Like, there's so many things we should have loved about this commercial and, and it didn't and, work. And self, Duncan, self, by the way. Self-knowledge and, you know, light, self-deprecating humor. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, it wasn't great. And getting that money, you know. Yeah, we support getting the bag. And promoting promoting your work. Yeah. As evidenced by everything we just said about Beyonce. Yeah, it didn't land. But, like, make it good. It has to be good to earn the cravenness, you know? Right. And this was not that. Yeah. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 
37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. I'm trying to think if any other commercials stood out to me. You know, I'm kind of upset that they're making a new Twister. Like the original Twister <laughs> is perfect. Uh, I love it. It's like just an absolutely iconic film. Okay. And so I don't know why they're doing this again. I don't think you can improve upon Twister. I I, I will say I was surprised to see the little, the round sensors again. You know, like I, I would have thought. Yeah. No, no, no. But like, yeah, the Dorothy and we're still yeah. using the exact same sensors. Like I would have thought that technology had been updated in the 30 years since we last had a Twisters, you know? Yeah. And also, I'm not sure that Jan de Bont is involved. And if he's not, that's also a problem for me. Okay. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty nervous about this, despite the fact that many people I like are involved. I'm happy for Glenn Powell. Sure. I mean, you don't really seem that happy. I'm just nervous. I really love Twister. Okay. Love. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what will I the don't, connection be? I don't want to take that away from you. Do you like Bill Paxton in general? Of course. R.I.P. Yeah. We miss him. Do you have any other... You, you said before we started recording that you have some thoughts about Post Malone. Oh, yeah. There's never been a bigger gulf between my enjoyment of someone's output and my <laughs> enjoyment of looking at their face. I, like, really hate looking at Post Malone. I, I just can't can't get over it. But I really enjoy many of his songs. I honestly don't know which half of that sentence is funnier to me. <laughs> like I don't know whether it's just the the stating of the of the facial revulsion or the fact that you're like a post Malone super fan. Tell me more about what about Post Malone's music speaks to you. I mean, he's just got hits. Actually, a few months ago, I was listening to Post Malone in my car with my brother, and I was like, why hasn't he done a collaboration with Taylor Swift yet? Like, she really loves Psycho. Like, she, there's that clip. Is and, she and not on the new album? He is. He's oh, on he the is. new album. He is on the new yes. album. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. I just think that, like, he is, like, so much of what's wrong with mass culture, and yet the man's got hits. I can't believe how popular he is. I could listen to Circles all day, every day. Which one is that? Can you sing it? Uh, no, I can't. Okay. I, I like just can't sing his songs, but you would Sunflower know Sunflower is him, right? Sunflower, yes. I know that one. From Spider-Verse. Yeah. I don't know. He's just got great music. He also like, if you are on a song with Post Malone, like you become huge. Like this Noah Khan situation, Noah Khan. So, very annoying voice. And yet, here right, we are in let's, this let's age of Noah Let's unpack that Khan. a little bit because between the Grammys and everything and, you know, living in the world this past week, seen that name a lot. Yes. Haven't clicked through yet. Okay. I really like the singer-songwriter Julia Michaels. Julia Michael. I think it's just no S. And they had a song together like five years ago that's like been in heavy rotation for me on Spotify like as in like my secret musical life of embarrassing music. So he's been in my world for a long time. And then literally he had a song with Post Malone and now he's really famous. And he's just like 
a kid from New Hampshire who like okay. does singer songwriter SoundCloud stuff. And well, now he's huge. And, and he was nominated for Best New Artist? Yeah. He's yeah. really popular. Yes. Like, it's kind that of, I'm aware of. It's kind of shocking. I don't think he's deserving of the popularity, but I think that is the halo effect of Austin yeah, Post. Post. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I even know his whole name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got 575 million streams on Stick Season by Noah Khan. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, it's crazy. That's a lot. I think it was funny that Post Malone sang America the Beautiful. Like, that's just not a song I associate with him. It was fine. But I got to say, Reba McIntyre fucking crushed it. I love Reba. Who does not love Reba? She was so... The national anthem's a really hard song to sing. And she did a really, really good job. I love her. Love. I guess I love country music. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about the T-Mobile ad, the audition ad featuring Uh Bradley Cooper and Mm -hmm. his mom once again? Mm. Sorry, side note. Donald Faison and Zach Braff, like, how much do they get from T-Mobile? They are on TV... Constantly the time. for T-Mobile. I know. I mean, just like, are they the richest people in the world? I mean, maybe T-Mobile is not, like, maybe their rate per minute is not very high. I cannot believe this is the second year in a row they've dominated the Super Bowl. They also, I mean, like, ad, advertisingly sure, speaking. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but this year, they at least had to share one of the commercials with everybody else. Right. Including, once again, Bradley Cooper and his mom. Which... I want to say is my favorite of all the Bradley Cooper sticks Agreed. that is currently going on. I am really, it's working. I'm Remember really charmed by mom? it. Yeah, it's really, really funny. I, I completely agree with you. I was thinking about how they selected Jason Momoa to be the third with the Scrubs bros. Okay. Because like, I like Jason Momoa, big wife guy, big fan of Khal Drogo. Is he still a wife guy? No, but I think in general, I think, like, he okay. will be a wife guy. Okay, he so, was and will be again. So in the moment, he is not currently a wife guy because they <laughs> no, split up. But, but his like, personality is wife guy. Okay, great. Got it. Wants I just, to worship his wife. Is I the, wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. <laughs> but like he just wants to worship his wife is my okay, vibe for him. Yeah. And so I was like, why did they pick him? I really like him. Like, mm-hmm. of course, who doesn't? But I just thought it was interesting that he got that, that spot. Like he's Aquaman. Yeah, I know. But, like, is that the biggest of the superheroes? Well, maybe everybody else is taken. You know, uh, Ryan Reynolds has his own. Sure. Mint Mobile? Yeah. And I don't... Who are the other superheroes? I can't think of them. I think a lot of them are so rich, they don't... They're like, I'm good. Sure. Like, yeah. Robert... Like, the original Avengers. I mean, none of them were on TV last night. Right. And they're 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 good. Especially our Robert Downey Also, Jr. maybe Beyonce is setting mobile rates so high, so high that that's can't like Aquaman it. is all that T-Mobile <laughs> could afford. You know, maybe they'll be getting Noah Khan next because he's just a best new artist. <laughs> so I I don't know, but I was just like, wow, Zach Braff has really come a long way since uh, Garden State. I guess, or or has he? You know, it's so- re- I guess it all depends on your perspective. I just never would have imagined Zach Braff being this omnipresent. Okay, I just realized who I'm sitting across from, and I'm just really focus group about the Wicked Part 1 trailer. Oh, sure. Jade, pull that microphone over. All right, go ahead. Thoughts, Mm. feelings. Jonathan Bailey, always a plus. Highlighting Cynthia Erivo singing Defying Gravity. Good idea. Mm -hmm. I liked it. It was like the most high production value thing I saw all day. I liked it. I agree. I'm excited. I think it's going to be great. Interested to see how Ariana does. I think she'll do good. I think she'll do good music-wise. Yeah. 
but I don't I don't know. We'll see. So, so, so what I'm hearing here is like a positive yeah. optimist. Also, you saw what you wanted cover. to see. The cover of the the movie. Yeah. Great. Okay. Love it. I felt like it made it clear to me that the 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 magnet of this film is Cynthia Erivo. Okay. And she should be. Right. So, That's the plot agreed. of the of the musical <laughs> and Wicked, also right? She's she is magnetic, I think. Like she's a really like, every time yeah, I've seen absolutely. her before, a generational star for sure. Yeah, even like yeah. even like I like to rewatch her COVID rendition of When You Believe with Shoshana Bean on YouTube. And have you ever seen that? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's really good. I was gonna let that one pass by. I was just I was just gonna nod and keep that. <laughs> right. Even with that, I'm just like, oh, she's incredible. So Okay. I'm excited. I, I do feel they are trying to pull a fast one on all of us by not saying Thank Wicked part, part one. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was pointed out to me, like I, who have never seen Wicked and know nothing about it, part one means that it's going to end with Defying Gravity, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. Which is great for part one and leaves some questions about part two. Part two means Ariana Grande, will, unless they've rewritten it, will be in it significantly less. Oh. She's in it a lot less because they're not together. They're together a lot. Because they graduate high school? Mm. Just because Elphaba like breaks bad with defying gravity. Oh. And then she's on the she's on the lamb. Oh. And she's like, they're like searching for her to like take her down. Okay. As long as you're mine is one of like the defining songs of Wicked. That will be in part two, I guess. That's a really beautiful one. Uh, Jonathan Bailey is such a huge victory for is this that film. SpongeBob? No, Jonathan <laughs> Bailey is from Bridgerton. He oh, is the hot okay. guy in Bridgerton okay. season two. I forget his character's name, but I'm really excited to have a Jonathan Bailey musical theater experience available okay. to me at all times. So, Wicked trailer, positive. Definitely. We're positive. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I'm tapping into the fantasy. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I, I have to be honest, I thought it looked horrific. I thought it looked absolutely like green screen, like vomit garbage. So, they, I mean, there's just that from like sure. a physical production sort of thing. I, you know, who am I to judge on whether they've adapted Wicked the musical, you know, appropriately and to its true spirit? Only you guys can tell me. I was taken aback by it, but I'm glad to hear that the core audience yeah. is excited. Yeah. I'm looking okay. forward to it. That's great. Movies. Defying Gravity is a great song. The power of cinema. <sighs> have we reached the point in which we talk about the Taylor Swift <laughs> yes. suite? Yeah, we have. <laughs> Here's my first take. Yeah. What was Blake Lively doing? I, <laughs> I will say I watched with a man. Yeah. I was among, I was with two adult women. Okay. One adult man. Okay. And two children. Okay. Uh, a man, uh, a young boy and a young woman. And the only, like, kind of real feedback that was shared in a positive way was from the adult man. So I will say perhaps there's an audience for her look. It was not me. Sure. There were there were many, many references to the town mm. made because she was dressed and groomed yeah. like her character from the town, an excellent film. So, you know, that was, like, good content. That was That's another boost for Ben Affleck, you know? Sure. Um, I... I, it's nice that she's, it's nice that they're still friends, I guess. Yeah. They clearly are like best friends. Yeah. Let's talk about the beer chugging. So here's my take. My take is they decided on the moments in the game in which they would be panning to Taylor Swift for the Jumbotron. I don't know about for the, for the camera, like okay. for the broadcast. But my guess is like the equivalent of Kiss Cam, they decided when they'd be going to Taylor well in advance so she could prepare and like have a bit planned. And mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure that that was the bit. That was the bit. Okay. Yeah. So that's a good bit. Great. Everyone liked yeah. it. Good stuff. And I don't know. I I I wonder if 
Travis Kelsey had gotten the ball in the first half, we would have seen her more. Yeah, they were pretty judicious with how they cut to her or did not cut to her, as the the case may be. I think the Niners really impacted that. They fucking covered the shit out of him. Sure. I did also wonder whether they were, like, trying to be somewhat restrained, at least before the halftime show. Right. To not step on on Usher's Usher's parade. Sure. Because it did pick up, but so did the Chiefs in the second half. I mean, just a terrible first half of football. Yeah, so You know, I'm not exactly an expert, but I was like, wow, this really sucks. I would like to talk about the holes in her pants. Amanda, I'm horrified. <laughs> I, if this is style, I want to be left behind. Like I'll see you in 15 years when we've moved it's not, on. It's not my style. I I agree with you. Uh, please don't hold the next uh, phrase against me, but I posted on Instagram mm-hmm. that I felt she looked like Sandy in the final scene of Grease when yeah. she like changed for her boyfriend. And I really, it depressed me. I think, yeah. I, the politics of that aren't great. I, but I also just thought it was lame. Yeah. It's it's not what I would wear, you know? Same. Nice ponytail. I thought she, I don't think she like looked bad. She looked good. She's, you know, she is a nice looking person. I just found the whole thing to be like so basic. I don't know. She's just like cosplaying basic wag right now. And yeah, I don't. It's really I, weird. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. And I I mean, that's the thing. I I was texting with you a, a bit about Brittany Mahomes last mm, night. Tough. Which, which is not a phenomenon I really understand on any level. You know, there's a lot of evidence that Brittany Mahomes is like not a kind person and not a humble person. Like even last week, there was a video that came out of her talking to the staff uh, or two weeks ago at, um who did the Chiefs beat? Oh, in Baltimore, at the stadium in Baltimore, where she's just sort of like rude. And I will say, like, to Taylor Swift's credit, I don't think that's fake. Like, by all accounts, Taylor Swift is, like, a good employer. She is a kind person. She's really good manners. Like, yeah. So, which is great. Like, shout out to that. Like, it's really cool that she's worked with the same dancers and band for so long and pays them so well and, you know, really, like, values their work. But it's just, like, weird to me, some of the other stuff she's embraced that's so counter to well, what so, she does. Yes. The the wag of it all and the this specificity of being so close to Brittany Mahomes, though I noted they were not seated together at the Super Bowl. But then I did watch the post-game ceremony to mm-hmm. see how and when they would show Taylor Swift. Same, yeah. They uh, waited a long time. They they waited until Travis Kelsey gave his speech. Which was... Which was... Which was reminded me of last year when Travis Kelsey gave his speech when I was like, wow, I hate this guy. I don't remember that. <laughs> he well, did, a, I, he did a wrestling speech last year. It was okay. less Elvis-inspired and more WWE-inspired. It was, it was turned off in our home because oh, right, of the who they— long. Yeah, my, my relatives were giving their own speeches that I also did not endorse in my home on that night. I will just say that that is not my vibe, you know? That, and I watched that, and I guess, like, for all of the Travis and Taylor content and, like, even the podcast clips and, you know, all the the paparazzi photos and the fashion and everything, I haven't spent a lot of time, like, really engaging with Travis Kelsey talking or Don't. doing his speechifying or whatever. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. This is not, it, it is not what I would choose. Do you remember in the Wall Street Journal article, he, like, talked about how he loves stepbrothers? Yeah. I was just thinking about him trying to get Taylor Swift to watch Step Brothers with him this week. But honestly, like <laughs> watching like watching Step Brothers funny movie. Very funny is like movie. a step up yeah. from whatever that was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So that's another interesting thing. 
Do you think that this is a phase for Taylor? Or do you think this is like connecting with something really deep in her? And she's like, wow, I found uh, me at 34. I have found someone who really like is complimentary to me. So I have been thinking a lot about the upcoming album that she is releasing, which is just clearly going to be an absolute like burn book. Yes. On Joe Allen, like batting the hatches, like, yeah, you know, goodbye, London, people of the UK. And it seems very clear that one of her takeaways or frustrations from that relationship is that he did not want to be associated with her in public, which I like, like, is valid actually. And it does seem, you know, I was watching them after, like, they finally got to like make out on the field or whatever after his speech. And he, he seems like one person who is maybe not threatened by her success. Totally. And like, that is a very valuable thing to find in any partner and probably very hard to find if you're Taylor Swift. So, and like, also, I will say that's, like, probably the most endearing thing about him. Yes. So, like, I legitimately give him credit for that. Agreed. I legitimately understand the appeal in that sense. Totally. And, and it also is because he is someone who is also, like, wildly successful in his own realm. Mm-hmm. It'll be, it would be interesting if they stayed together and then he retires and then tries to become successful in realms closer to hers. You know, you wonder how that goes. I also wonder if he's not playing football or whatever, although he's made it seem like last night that he will be returning. But like, okay, they have six months now where he will have a much more flexible schedule. How much time will they spend together? And will they like each other? <laughs> right. This is what happens after The Bachelor and every other reality dating show. It's like, okay, so now you have to live together. How does that go? Right. And so I'm curious about and that. And he also has to live through a promo cycle of her talking through songs that were written about her last relationship, which is a fraught. Sure. I think it's fucked up that she... I saw this on... Uh, Chris Ryan sent me like a Reddit thread about Taylor Swift that I enjoyed. And then it led me down a different, like, Taylor Swift Reddit path. Okay. And on this Reddit path, several <laughs> several fans expressed frustration that they that the album is coming out before they get to see the Eras tour this coming summer or next fall or whatever. And they were like, she'll be promoting a new album and I haven't even seen, like, I haven't even participated in, like, the Eras phase of her career. And I thought that was a really good note. And I was like, that does suck. I guess she'll probably perform them as, like, the surprise songs or whatever. But I just thought that was kind of interesting. And I understand she's prolific and she doesn't want to wait, but... Seems like a bad fan experience. Yeah, but I mean, that's like, she can't please the entire world, which is literally the scale that she is. Yes, I understand. Yeah, so I I mean, I I hear that. I'm sorry for them, Um, you know? You you also could have said that of like the era's tour of the movie, you know? So that's true. But that was like bringing more people into the the big tent. The tent gets bigger. Well, maybe the tent just keeps getting bigger. That's true. I, I don't know. You know what's really stuck with me from this Taylor Swift Maelstrom, mm-hmm. her saying at the Grammys last week. I, this I, I feel like this is really like stuck with me in my brain. I wish I could tell you this is the best moment of my life, but, but it's, it's not. not. Yeah, there's just something about that. I admire it, but I also am like, what a weird thing to say. At the Grammys. I don't know. Sometimes the Taylor Swift experience makes me really wonder. Makes me question the nature of my reality. It is. It's pretty astonishing. I, w- I will say, I do think part of what she's doing with this Travis Kelsey stuff is, you know of course, deliberate, like, what she's choosing to share and whatnot. Because I saw a picture of um, her and Paul McCartney and her dad in the suite where she was, like, catching up with him and just, like, chatting. And I have been thinking about how this is probably the closest to Beatles, Beatlemania, like, since Mm -hmm. the Beatles. And I was thinking about how, like, 
there's probably just so few people in the world who can really understand like what this is like, but Paul McCartney has to be one of them. Yes. And I, I thought that was like really interesting. And the fact that like, that's like not something she's really drawing a spotlight to, like she really doesn't pull the curtain back on her actual work, on like the making of music and her influences and the other musical people in her life. And so I do feel like part of what we're getting is a real version of like, this is the celebrity persona I'm going to try on for this next few months. Yeah. And that's what being a wag. And it's weird. It's it's really strange. It's also because it feels very much like she just discovered professional sports. And it's like, she's just like jump, jumping in. And I also like, I get it. If I had the opportunity to be a wag like that, I would take it. it seems very fun. But like, it's just weird because I'm certain she never watched any sports before. Yeah. I mean, she would say, as she did in the time, like, person of the year piece, she was like, I'm there supporting Travis. Like, that's yeah. what I'm doing. And I, she's, like, definitely crafting this narrative of, like, this is what she was not yeah. given or um, in, in the last relationship. So, you know, just good luck to Joe Allen. Did you see the clip of uh, Travis Kelsey in, in the DJ booth singing You Belong I With did. Me yeah. and pointing to Taylor Swift? Yeah. I gotta say... I like seeing a mega famous person partying with a drink in their hand like a regular person. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, something yeah. charming about that. Yeah, it's not for me. And the speech really wasn't for me. But it's, that's I'm not her. So in she many seem, ways. I have to say, she seems really comfortable. Like, yeah. she seems, like, happy and comfortable. Yeah. So that's nice. That's great. We will be talking about it plenty more. <sighs> Man, I'm tired of Taylor Swift. I, not Maybe in like a, a month off. Literally, like, right? a, yeah. I mean, we made it a long time in the podcast without talking about her. So that's okay. cool. Yeah. Thank you so much to our producer, Jade Whaley. Thank you for chiming in as well. Thank you all. And we'll be back next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.